Everybody, grab your Bibles, everybody. How many are excited about tonight? Oh, come on. Hey, listen, he's getting out the grave. Let me ask this one more time. How many of y'all are excited about tonight? All right. That's a little better. That's a little better. All right. John chapter number 20. John chapter number 20. Uh, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to try to do anyway. Uh, <clears throat> I, I want to walk you through. I want to walk you through and just kind of uh, do the storytelling thing again, kind of for the intro uh, from the point of Saturday. We'll start on Saturday, the Sabbath. And then we'll get into Sunday and talk about the different appearances of the Lord Jesus and, and, and how he appeared to many uh, after his resurrection. And then, and then for, the, for the, the lesson itself, for the, the outline, if you will, uh, we're going to focus on the appearances that John recorded in chapter number 20. Out of all the appearances that were made, and we're going to talk about all of them, uh, John only recorded three of them. And, and, and as I studied those, those three... Uh, there are specific things that we can learn from those specific appearances of the Lord after his resurrection. So that's how we're going to try to do this. Uh, so I need your prayers. I need you to talk to the Lord. How many of y'all know the Lord? Yeah. How many of y'all talk to him lately? Yeah. It's a good time to get some practice right now. Amen. So let's, let's pray and let's ask the Lord to help us uh, here this evening. Lord, thank you so much. Thank you so much for the just a privilege and the honor it is to be in your house with your people. Lord, this place is full and they're hungry. They're here to study your word. They're here to hear from you. And I pray they will not be disappointed. Help us now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Usually, uh, yeah, go ahead and sit down. That's fine. <clears throat> we'll, read, we'll read a little something and then, then we'll start our story, all right? It says in John chapter 20, kind of got ahead of myself. I'm telling you, I'm excited about tonight. This is a really good one, really good one. The first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early, when it was yet dark, unto the sepulcher, and seeth the stone taken away from the sepulcher. Then she runneth, and cometh to Simon Peter, and to the other disciple, whom Jesus loveth, and saith unto them, They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulcher, and we know not where they have laid him. Peter therefore went forth with the other disciple and came to the sepulcher, and they ran both together. And the other disciple, now when he keeps saying the other disciple, he's referring to himself. He's talking about John. And John, he says he outruns Peter. He outrun Peter and came first to the sepulcher, and he stooping down and looking in, saw the linen clothes lying, and yet he went not in. Then cometh Simon Peter following him and went into the sepulcher, and seeing the linen clothes lie, and the napkin that was about this head, not lying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in a place by itself. Then went in also that other disciple, which was John, which came first to the sepulcher, and he saw and believed. For as yet they knew not the scripture, that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away again unto their own home. All right, so let's, let's, let's do our timeline uh, I've, I've got a timeline, a two-page timeline, if you will. Let's start with Saturday. All right, Jesus was crucified on Friday. He was put in the tomb on Saturday, which would be the Sabbath. Okay, say that with me. That was the that was the Sabbath. No one, no one was allowed to do anything on the Sabbath. You couldn't work. Uh, how many of y'all have ever heard the phrase "a Sabbath day's journey"? All right, you could only you were only allowed to take a certain amount of steps, even it, it, to the point that they even counted their steps on the Sabbath, so as not to break the Sabbath. 
So they had to rest on the Sabbath. That was their day of worship. That was their day of rest. Uh, they could not do nothing. So there was, there was, for the disciples themselves, there was kind of a pause in the action, if you will. Nothing with them happened on the Sabbath. But on the Sabbath, on that Saturday, the, the chief priest went to Pilate and said, Look, man, we, we heard this guy say he was going to get up again. He was going to die and he was going to raise again. And uh, we're afraid that his disciples are going to come and steal his body. And then it's going to be worse than it was before. We'll never stop this cult movement from happening. We need your help. Pilate says, Make it as sure as you can. He sends soldiers. He sends guards to go to the tomb. This is on Saturday. His disciples don't know anything about this, all right, because so, they are resting. Uh, they are, they are uh, uh, immobile, if you will. They're, they're, nothing's happening with them. So they're, they're not even aware that this is going on, but the soldiers go to the tomb and they seal it uh, with a Roman seal, uh, which would have made it illegal to, for anybody to mess with it or tamper with it. And, and so here the soldiers are on the Saturday and, uh, and, and this has taken place, all right? So if you're with me so far, say amen. amen. Okay, now, uh, now we get to Sunday morning. <clears throat> now we get to Sunday morning, early Sunday morning. Now remember the Jewish people, uh, they, they count a day from, from sunset to sunrise. So uh, it's been Sunday morning for a little while now, even though it's still dark and it's about daybreak. And a group of women, a group of women, I had... I had the, the, the whole list of the description of each one of the Marys and, and uh, 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 Joanna and, and the different ones that were there, Mary Magdalene and, and the ones that were taking this, this group of women, five to six, some, some maybe more because it said other women. Uh, but either way, uh, I knew I wouldn't have time to go into detail of all that, so just go research that for yourself. There was a group of women, which would include Mary Magdalene, who decided on that Sunday. You remember? Because they couldn't do nothing since they put him in the grave on Friday because of the Sabbath, right? And so now, here they have decided, we're going to go anoint him with some more anointing. We're going to put more spices on him. We've got more gifts to give him. Now, they came expecting a dead man. Are y'all with me? They, they, they did not understand Christ's teaching. They did not understand, or, or they just didn't get it. They expected to find a dead man. Now, this group of women have got together. They've decided to come and, and anoint Jesus' body. And so somehow or another, Mary Magdalene went either a little early, she left early, or she was walking faster than them, whatever the case might have been. But she got there before everybody else. And it was, according to John, it was still dark at the time. And, and so here we, find, here we find Mary Magdalene's the first here. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm sorry. Say amen. Somewhere between, somewhere early that morning, somewhere Jesus rose again. How do you forget that? Amen. He rose again. His lifeless body breathed again. Life came back into his body. He had a glorified body. And it's kind of cool when you really study uh, the details of what they saw in, in, in his... You remember, he was wrapped, right? In the, in the, in the death garments, and the death wrapping. They would wrap a little bit and put spices and wrap a little bit and put spices because they didn't. the Jews didn't embalm their, 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 their people. And so they had to have something to cover the stench of a rotten body. And so he had all these wrappings like the wrappings of a, money and all, a mummy and all the spices. And, and, and the way that the scriptures record it in the way that the scriptures describe what Peter saw, it was 
was as if his body just came through the wrapping and his wrapping was left behind. Did y'all get that? If y'all remember when he called Lazarus forth, what did he tell the other people around to do for Lazarus? Take those grave clothes off of him because he couldn't do it on his own. Are y'all with me? Because he was wrapped up. Well, Jesus just came through. In his glorified body, he didn't need anybody. He just came right on through the wrapping. Say amen. And, that, and we also see later on that he just goes through doors in his glorified body. He goes through locked doors and it just appears and then vanishes in that glorified body. But yet in that glorified body that can go through locked doors and vanish and appear out of nowhere, he can still eat a sandwich. Say amen. amen. We'll get to that in a minute. <clears throat> I, I'm telling you, I'm so jacked up about this. This is great. I'm getting ahead of myself. <clears throat> but he rises again. He rises again. All right, an angel comes from heaven, an angel comes from heaven, and uh, there is an earthquake at this time. Remember, there was an earthquake when he died, and there's an earthquake again when he rises again. An angel comes from heaven and rolls the stone away. Well, the soldiers that are there at the tomb, they see all of this going on, and, uh, and it scares them to death. Literally, they pass out in fear. I mean, they see everything that's going on, and they just... Like a fainting goat. Say amen. Just fall over. I mean, they, it scares them to death. It says they fall as dead men. So they're out. They're out. They're, they're, they're unconscious. They're, they're laid out and, and when they see all this going on. And so, so all that takes place, all that takes place, now here comes Mary. Here comes Mary. Uh, all that Mary sees, all that Mary sees is an empty tomb. She sees the stone rolled away. And by the way, the stone was not rolled away so Jesus could get out so we could get in. If if Jesus don't need help getting through rapping, he don't need help getting through rock. Are y'all with me? It wasn't wasn't so Jesus could get out. It was so we could get in to see he wasn't there anymore. Right. Right? But she sees this. And man, it just tears her out the frame. She gets all upset because in her mind, she still isn't getting the truth. She still isn't realizing what has taken place. For some reason or another, she thought there has been grave robbers. They have come and stole the body of the Lord. And she is distraught and she's upset. And she takes off running. She doesn't even wait for the other group of women to get there. She just takes off running. And she goes and tries to find Peter and John because Peter and John were significant characters. They were, they were leaders, if you will. You know, they was part of the three amigos, Peter, James, and John. So surely Peter or, or, or John would know what to do about this. And, and so she runs in, in, in distress. She runs broken and hurting. And somewhere, we got to do something about this. She's leaving. All right? Now, we have a group of women who on the way to the tomb. They don't see, they don't see uh, Mary Magdalene. She's gone a different route, apparently. And so this group of women, they're talking amongst themselves. And they're saying, you know what? Uh, I happen to remember when they put Jesus in, there was a great stone there. I wonder who, how are we going to get that stone moved? And that's the topic of conversation. How are we going to get the stone moved? How are we going to, how, how are we going to get that stone moved out of the way so we can give the, the anointing and the spices that we want to give. And, and about that time, they come unto the tomb and the stone is rolled away. But the difference between Mary and them 
is they run into some, an angel. And an angel said, why, why are you seeking the living among the dead? He is risen. Say it with me. He is. Risen. He's risen. Don't fear. Don't worry. Don't fret. Everything's okay. This is great news. This is great news. Here's what you need to do. You need to go back and tell the disciples that they will see Jesus in Galilee. Now remember, remember Galilee is at a lower elevation. It is around the, 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 the Sea of Galilee region, right? It's, it's several miles, several miles from Jerusalem. Galilee is where he really began his ministry and he called his disciples and he's known as a Galilean. And, and, and so he said, you go back to Galilee, that's where, that's where he's going to show, you, show himself. Now, obviously, obviously we know he's not talking about his first appearing because of the other appearings I'm going to tell you about. It was his, his, his uh, primary, when he, when he shows himself to the, the, to the above 500. If that makes sense, say amen. In other words, the official showing to, to, the, to, the, to the, the believers and the disciples. So go back and tell the disciples that, um, that, that he's going to show himself in Galilee. So now they leave. So now they leave. And uh, in the meantime, in the meantime, Mary's done found Peter and John and told them, and they really didn't believe, according to Scripture, they really didn't believe. Uh, What I'm doing, what I'm doing, if you're wondering what I'm doing, I'm taking all four Gospels and putting them together. Are y'all, y'all get that? I hope y'all realize that, right? What we're doing is what we've done through the whole thing. So you get the full, complete picture. All right, she, remember, Mary has got there early. It's still a little dark when she gets there. There's nobody there. There's no, t- there, the, the stone rolled away. She's upset. She's distressed. She's distraught. She's got to go find Peter and John. And, and, and while, while this group of women is at the tomb, she has found Peter and John. They don't really believe her, but they run and see anyway. And so here comes John and Peter. John outruns Peter. He's younger than Peter, and, and, and he, he outruns Peter to the tomb, but he doesn't go in. Now, for whatever reason, I've, I've, I've heard some preachers say that it was out of respect for his elder, Peter, or whatever. I don't know. I don't, it doesn't really say. It doesn't really matter. It's insignificant. But he doesn't go in. But Peter, you know how he is, man. I mean, he's just full of it. He just, he'll stick his foot slammed to the kneecap. Amen. It doesn't matter. He's like a bull in a china shop. He runs right into the tomb and starts looking. When he got in there, when he got in there, he sees the, the, the linen clothes lie. And that's the way it's worded. They're just lying there. In other words, just like they laid Christ down, his body laid out, there's his linen clothes, and Jesus just come out of them. And then the, the napkin over his face is folded over to the side. And I, I've heard a lot, of, a lot of speculation and preaching about that. And it's really cool and it's really for a good amen, rah, rah, but it, it's just speculation, so I'm not even going to go into that. But either way, his grave clothes was there. And there's a significant factor here. If someone would have stole his body, if you remember, uh, when, the, when the chief priests and the, and, the, and the elders of Israel heard about this and they learned about this, they, they made up this story that his disciples stole the body. How many of y'all remember that? All right, the disciples stole his body, and that's why he's not there. But here's the thing. If you're going to steal the body, if you're going to steal the body, you're not going to take him out of his wrapping. Because you definitely don't want to touch a dead body. Are y'all with me? And, And even with that, this is the thing. This is the thing. Everything in there was neat. It was neat. If, if you were to steal the body 
and you had planned on taking the, the wrapping out, wouldn't there be wrapping all over the tomb? See, this is all significant, but it wasn't. It was just there, just like they'd laid him. And so this is what they see. Now, according to Scripture, according to Scripture, when John saw it, John said he believed. But according to Scripture, when Peter saw it, he's like, He's still trying to figure it out, right? Okay, now, now, so they see that and they go back home. Both of them go back home. Peter and John go back home. In the meantime, see, now we're split screen and we have another scene. It's just like, it's just like a movie, right? You go from one scene to the next. Here we have the scene that the, 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 the women folk are there and they meet the angel. And the angel says, go tell the disciples he's in Galilee. But then we have another scene. This is Mary. She's telling Peter. She's upset. She's broken. They've stole the body of the Lord. We don't know where they've taken him. She, she is upset. And then we have another scene. Peter and, and, and John running to, the, to, to the, the tomb. They find it empty just like she said. And they're wondering about this. And then they leave. But while that's going on, while that's going on, while Peter and John are at the tomb, that group of women, that group of women are on their way, they're on their way to go tell the disciples what the angel said. And according to Scripture, according to Scripture, when, when they were on their way, to go tell the disciples that Jesus is alive, he is risen, he's no longer in the tomb, and the angel said, for you to go, he'll, he'll see y'all in Galilee. Jesus meets them and says, all hail. And, and, and if we'll translate that in Alabama, it means, what's up, y'all? <laughs> it's a greeting. It's, a, it's like, Good morning. Can you imagine, can you, now, now think about this, I don't want to get in trouble with this, but can you imagine how the chattering is going? I didn't say nothing, I just said imagine, right? I mean, these women have seen angels, they have heard this declaration, and they're going back to tell, can you imagine, and they're just going back, and all of a sudden there's Jesus, hey, I got ahead of myself again. <laughs> I was one mean time too soon. <clears throat> Before he appears to them, the very first appearance is to Mary Magdalene. Because when Peter and, and I'm saying I'm not following my notes, I should be. But when Peter and John left, Mary has gotten there by then. She didn't run, they ran. By that time, they're leaving. Here she is, and she's broken. I mean, she's weeping. And she gets to see, I'm not going to go into details. I want to get that to the point, but she sees the angels. They say, woman, why weepest thou? And then she turns and sees Jesus thinking he's a gardener. He says the same thing, and so he appears to her. I'll go into detail about that. That's, that's point number one, okay, so we're, but I, I'll get to that in a minute. After he appears to her for the very first time, the very first appearance is to a woman who was full of demons at one time that he healed. That's so great and awesome. And by the way, for all you ladies in here, do you realize that the first time he revealed himself as the true Messiah was to the woman at the well too? 
It wasn't to some dignitary. It wasn't even to some disciple. Anyway, so now he shows himself to this group of women. Man, they're all excited. And the Bible says they go and they grab him by the feet. And they just worship him. And they fall at his feet. And man, they're so excited. And they're just loving on Jesus and worshiping him. And so now, now as we continue, <clears throat> we continue, uh, he appears again. But this time, he appears to a couple that's on their way. It says two disciples, but I, I, I've heard enough teaching and preaching. And I've studied enough. I, I truly believe with all my heart it was a married couple. And so, see, now they're going back home. You remember, everybody was in Jerusalem uh, for the festival, for the, for the feast, and, and for the holiday, if you will. And now they're headed back home to Emmaus. And so now they're headed back home to Emmaus, and, and, and Jesus appears to them. Can y'all help me just a minute? Can y'all, both of you, yeah. Uh, now, 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 see, this, this couple, come on this way. This couple right here, they've been in Jerusalem. Uh, uh, they've been in Jerusalem celebrating the Passover, and, and man, they've, they've, they've witnessed this whole deal going on. Jesus has been, uh, he has been crucified, and he's put in the ground, and, and, and now this is the third day. This is early. This is, still on, this is still on Sunday. This is still on Resurrection Sunday. If you remember that and that makes sense, say amen. amen. Resurrection Sunday. And uh, now they're headed home, all right, but they're bumming. I mean, they're tore up because they were believers in Christ, they were disciples, you know, and, and they're upset because now not only have they killed their Messiah, killed their hero, and killed their king, but now they don't even know where he's at because they heard a group of women <laughs> have been to the tomb. And they said, he's gone. Now watch. But there were some disciples who said, we, we ain't seen it. Now watch. By this time, Mary's told them. The group of ladies have told them. And, and Peter and John, this is, this is the way this is worded. Peter and John got there, but they didn't see nothing. Mary saw the angels and Jesus. The women folk saw the angels and, but the disciples didn't see anything. So when they got back, they said, yeah, the tomb's empty, but you see this? See how this is playing out? So now that's what they're talking about. I mean, they're, they're discussing this and they're, they're on their way home and, 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 and hold up. <clears throat> And, and, and they're, come on, and they're discussing this. I'm Jesus. I'm Jesus. Come on. Don't act like that's so far-fetched, man. Come on. Hey, God, how y'all doing? What's this y'all been talking about? My good. And, and, and he, he's asking them, what, what, what are y'all been talking about? And, 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 and they, say, they say to Jesus, literally, this is what they say. Have you been living under a rock? I mean, I mean really, where have you been, man? This is, haven't you heard all the news? Haven't you heard everything that's been going on? Man, uh, our Messiah, Jesus, the one we thought was going to redeem us and all of this, he's been arrested and, and they not only arrested him, but they crucified him and, and they put him in a tomb. And we heard this morning, we heard this morning from a group, group of ladies what they saw, and, but, but the disciples, that had, to be, that had to be 
Peter and John. But, you know, disciples said they didn't see nothing. So, basically what they're saying is, we don't really know what to believe. And they're in sorrow. And so they kind of, they kind of, they kind of got their heads down. And, and Jesus said, well, let me tell you something. And he begins in the Old Testament and says, listen, you're, you're, you're so foolish to be, to, to be slow of belief. Let, let, me, let me help you with something. And he goes all the way to the Old Testament. And he begins at Moses and the prophets. And he begins to describe through the verses of the Old Testament Jesus. And he preached and showed them Jesus all throughout the Old Testament. And so now, now they're home. All right? Act like that's home. <clears throat> All right, now this, this is home. And Jesus was just going to go like he was just going to keep on. And they said, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's late now. It's late. Won't you, won't you hang out with us? It's already late because he was just going to act like he was going to keep going. And they said, no, no, wait, stay with us. It's already, because see, hospitality was a huge deal back then. There were no motels. There were no, you know, are y'all with me? Not, not like we have today. And they said, just, hey, come hang out with us. Because there was something going on. There was something going on. While he was teaching them, while he was sharing the truth of the scriptures in the Old Testament leading up to what, who Jesus was at that time, the Bible says their hearts burned within themselves. Y'all know the feeling. Y'all know what you feel when we are taking God's word and we're breaking it down and we're showing you what it means and what it feels like and how all of a sudden you get that aha moment and you learn something you never learned before, that burning desire in your soul to learn God's word. And they still didn't recognize him. Let me say this. Good job. Go ahead. You can sit there or there. It doesn't matter to me. Now watch. Now watch. They don't recognize him. They still don't recognize him. You know what's really great about that? Because what went in the tomb ain't what come out. Woo! Say amen. And that's going to be at the end. I'm getting ahead of myself again. I know where I'm going. They sit down to dinner. Maybe they've, maybe they've ate a little bit and fellowship some more. Man, they just, then all of a sudden, the Bible says Jesus picks up bread and he breaks and blesses the bread and he reveals himself to them. All of a sudden they realize it's him. And immediately when they realize it's him, he disappears. He vanishes. That's that glorified body. He vanishes, disappears. They look at each other. And they say, are you thinking what I'm thinking? And she says, I don't know what you're thinking. <laughs> you know that's what she said. <laughs> they got to know this. So they get all together and get all. Now, it's late, it's late in the evening, y'all. And so they get their stuff back together and pew, they head back to Jerusalem. So now they go find the disciples. And they come into the upper room. Now, now when, what day are we at? Sunday. Sunday. Now it's late in the evening on Sunday. All of this is happening. So he's appeared to Mary. He's appeared to the group of ladies. He's appeared to the, 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 the couple on the road to Emmaus, right? All on Sunday. And so they get back 
and they find the disciples locked in a room. And the Bible says they're at they're meet. They're on Sunday evening, and, and there's a significant thing here. Thomas is not with them, and I'll get into that in a minute. But they come into the room with them, and they're telling, man, man, let me tell you something. We was, we was on our way home, and when we was on our way home, uh, Jesus came. We didn't know it was Jesus at the time, but Jesus came with us. And, man, our hearts did burn within us as he, he broke the bread, and he shared the scriptures from the Old Testament and preached himself. And, man, we got home, and all of a sudden he revealed, and we saw it was him. We saw him. He's alive. That would be an amen moment. But they was like, nah. They didn't believe. According to Scripture, this is the words that's used. It seemed to them as idle tales. Just a story, fairy tale, made up. They didn't believe. But guess what happened? While they were not believing, guess who showed up? <laughs> the doors, the doors are locked. Y'all with me? They're at meat. And I'll show you those verses in a minute. They're there at meat. They're here. They're hearing this news. And I, I've heard this. By the way, guys, let me help you something. I've heard people criticize churches that don't have Sunday night services. They say, bless God, they had a Sunday night service and Thomas wasn't there. Because Thomas wasn't there, he didn't get to see Jesus. If you don't have a Sunday night service, you're going to miss out. They was not having church. They were afraid. They were mourning. They were weeping. They were scared to death that the Jews were fixing to arrest them and kill them too. I mean, I don't mind you having a conviction or a belief or whatever, but don't try to twist the Bible to say something it don't say. And all God's people say it. They were hiding. They were afraid. He comes into the room and reveals himself to them. And we're going to go into detail about that in a minute. Now, it says Thomas wasn't with them, right? Thomas wasn't with them. So eight days later, eight days later, they're meeting again. Now, Thomas just happens to be with them. And Jesus shows up again. So now he's revealed himself to Mary Magdalene, the group of ladies, the couple on the road to Emmaus, the, the 11 disciples in the upper room, and now the 11 disciples and... Thomas, okay? Now, somewhere along the line, somewhere in between, according to, according to I believe it's 1 Corinthians 15, 7, I think it is. Uh, somewhere in 1 Corinthians, I'll get to it in a minute. I'm going to get back to my notes. But it's in 1 Corinthians. It says that he had a meeting with Peter. And even, even uh, the, the couple said to the disciples in the upper room, with the couple from Emmaus, that he had met with Peter too. So somewhere between there, Jesus had a heart-to-heart -heart with Peter. And y'all know he needed to. And, and so now we're in Galilee. Now we're in Galilee. This is a little bit of time later. I'm, I'm, I'm skipping ahead. Now we're in Galilee, and he appears and shows himself to seven backslidden fishing preachers <clears throat> who was led by Peter who said, I go uh, when Jesus had already told him, you will not be fishers of fish anymore, but you'll be fishers of And so he appears unto them on the shore. How many of y'all with me? Y'all still with me? Stay with me. I'm going to come back. This is going to make sense in a minute. 
All right, then he appears to over 500 at one time in Galilee. One of the mountains of Galilee, it could have been on the same mountain that he gave the, the, the Sermon on the Mount. It'd be a cool place. I'm telling you, it's, a, it's one of the most beautiful, peaceful places you'll ever see in your life. I can see that happening there. But either way, he shows himself to 500, shows himself to James on an individual basis. So, so here we have all of these here we have all of these appearances. Jesus showing himself appearing after his resurrection in his resurrected form. Are y'all with me so far? But John chooses to just record these three. He records the appearance to Mary Magdalene. He records the appearance to the disciples without Thomas. And he chooses to record the appearance of the disciples with Thomas. So, with that being said, that's the intro. Here's the outline. Here's the outline. Isn't, it, isn't this like a cool deal that Jesus is just popping up and showing up and revealing himself in, in, in living color, that he is who he says he is, he did what he said he would do. Somebody say amen. amen. Now let's go to chapter 20. Let's look at chapter 20. Let's look at the appearance to Mary. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> verse number 11. Verse number 11. When you get there, say amen. amen. It says, now remember, this is after, this is after Peter and, and, and John have left. Uh, uh, she's there. She's still weeping. Look, it says in verse 11. But Mary stood without the sepulcher weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulcher and seeth two angels white in white sitting, the one at the and the other at the at the feet. That's significant. Where the body of Jesus had lain. And they say unto her, they say unto her, who says unto her? The angels, right? So the angels, they speak. They speak to her. Woman, why weepest thou? You see that? That's, that's the sentence. That's the phrase. Woman, why weepest thou? Say it with me. All right. She saith unto them, because they have, now whoever the they is, she don't know. All she knows is he's gone. Now, now, now keep in mind, she's weeping uncontrollably. She is sobbing. They've taken away my Lord, and I know not where they've laid him. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw who? Jesus, Jesus standing, and knew not that it was Jesus. Now, I believe part of that is because he's in his glorified form. He is not the battered, butchered uh, bruised, broken body that went in the tomb. He's, a, he's in his glorified form. I believe part of it could be her, her tears. I mean, she's, she's weeping uncontrollably. Y'all know how it's been when, you, when, when you're weeping and you're upset and you, you just, you, you know, your, your eyes are blurry. But she turns and she sees a figure behind her. It's Jesus, we know. Now watch what it says. Jesus saith unto her, what's he say? 
Don't that sound familiar? Isn't that the same question that the angels said? Now, when the angels asked her that question, did that help Mary? Mm -mm. She wouldn't be comforted. She turns and she sees Jesus. And Jesus says the same thing. Woman, why weepest thou? Who, who are you looking for? Whom, whom do you seek? And she's thinking he's the gardener. Y'all with me? Now watch. What? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said unto him, Sir, if thou have borne him hence, have you taken him away? Tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. Can you see her brokenness? She, she's so upset, and she's, she, she is desperate. Just tell me where he's at. Just tell me where he's at. Because she still thinks he is dead. Jesus saith unto her, what does he say? Mary. Mary. She turned herself and saith unto him, Rabboni, which is to say master. It's a highest form of rabbi, teacher, of great respect and honor. You say, what is the significant thing? I want you to look in John 10, verse 1. And if you don't have to turn, I've got to save some time. John 10, verse 1. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. Now watch this. To him the porter openeth, who? The shepherd. And the sheep hear his voice, who? The shepherd. They hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name. And he leadeth them out, and when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. What happened? Jesus said, Mary. Nobody ever said Mary like Jesus. When he called her name, she instantly knew that was the shepherd. That was the master. That is my Savior. That is my Lord. Are y'all with me? Now why did Jesus show himself to Mary? And here's the points. Here's the points. This is what I want you to see. In the appearance to Mary Magdalene, he was giving comfort to the broken. Say that with me. He was given... Say it again. He was given... Everybody else was mesmerized. Everybody else, some were confused. Some were doubting. Some were wondering. Some were believing. It said John believed. But Mary was broken. Mary was weeping. Mary's heart was broken inside of her. And listen, here's the thing. Here's just a little, just throw this in here somewhere. Mary's love was greater than her faith. Do you realize that you can love God a whole lot but not have much faith in Him? Her love was monumental. Her love was great. But she needed help with her faith. Are you with me? And here Jesus comes and calls her by name. Listen, even when the angels couldn't comfort her, Jesus comforted her. 
Say amen. Man, I can see. I can see the joy springing up into her heart when she realizes who it is and she realizes he's alive. And you know what come to my mind? You know what come to my mind? Listen, weeping may endure for a night, but... He came to comfort the broken. Are you broken tonight? Jesus will appear for you. He will appear and comfort you. Well, he shows up again. Now remember, remember, we're not doing all the appearances. We're just doing the ones that John gave us. Because John, remember this. Remember there was a ton of miracles that Jesus did, but John only recorded certain ones. You remember that? Because John had an agenda. And in these three specific miracles, John had an agenda. I can see that now. Why did he appear to Mary? Because she was broken. And he came to comfort her. Well, what was the next appearing that he recorded? It was the appearance to the disciples in the upper room without Thomas. You remember? You remember? The, 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 you remember? They were up there eating. They're afraid. They're scared. And they have been told multiple times. They were told by Mary Magdalene. They were told by the group of ladies. Now they're being told by uh, 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 the, the couple that was on the road to Emmaus. You remember that? That, hey, he's alive. He's alive. Three different groups told them, he's alive, we've seen it. But you know what the Bible says? They did not believe. Watch this. In Luke, excuse me, in Mark. Let me, let me turn there quick because we've got to save some time. Mark 16, 9. <clears throat> now when Jesus was risen early, the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven devils. And she went and told them that had been with him as they mourned and wept. And they, when they heard that he was alive and had been seen of her, believed not. After that, he appeared in another form unto the two of them as they walked and went into the country. That's the couple on the road to Emmaus. And they went and told it unto the residue, neither, neither believe them. After he appeared unto the eleven, as they sat at meat and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. I looked up that word upbraided. When I say got chewed out, that is a monumental understatement. It uses the word chide, C-H-I-D-E. It uses the word uh, or the phrase cast into the teeth. And I looked that phrase up and some believe that that was part of getting your teeth knocked out. In other words, what you're being told is so severe. In other words, you're, you're toting a chewing. Does that make sense? I mean, he forevermore rebuked them. 
Three different groups told you I was alive. I told you the whole time that I was going to come back. Now, what do we see out of this? What do we see out of this? This is what I see. I don't know what you see, but this is what I see. Not only will Jesus comfort the broken, <laughs> but Jesus will rebuke the stubborn. Now, there are some times Jesus needs to crawl up beside you and wrap his arms around you and tell you everything is going to be all right. But then there's times that Jesus will get behind you and kick you in the backside and tell you to quit being so stubborn. Preach it, Bishop, preach it. Right? You know, we, we live in a society that, in a culture, in a time where everybody wants to be told nice stuff. All we want to hear about is grace. All we want to hear about is mercy. Oh, I forgot something. <laughs> oh. Hey, do you have, do you have the picture? Of the mercy seat, the, 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 the altar, the golden that was in the, that was in the, I don't know if he, he told you that. You got that? Wave if you got it. Can you put that up for me? All right. This is an artist rendition. Just act like y'all hadn't heard that second point yet. This is an artist rendition of Mary Magdalene and the angels, right? You remember, you remember there was an angel at the head and the Is everybody with me on that? Now here's, here's the artist's rendition. Now look at, the, look at the next picture. There should be, did they give you two pictures or just that one? The two pictures? Look at this next picture. This is the Ark of the Covenant. There are two angels on each side. And in the middle is what's called the mercy seat. Y'all getting it yet? What did Mary receive? Mercy. Comfort and mercy. Listen, that became. And what made it the mercy seat? It was the presence of Christ. And that image that you see when, you, when Mary walks into the tomb, she sees an angel on each side and where Jesus had been. And she found mercy. Sometimes we need, but then other times we need rebuke. I remember, <clears throat> I remember sitting in a church service one time and uh, Brother Rufus Edmiston, he was sitting beside me. He, he's, he's one of my favorite preachers. And I grew up listening to him. He's, he's one of them, some of y'all would know it as a hellfire and brimstone preacher. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? Preach against everything. 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 And, 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 and whoo. Sometimes you'd think, sometimes you, he'd preach on hell, and you'd think he'd want you to go there. <clears throat> 
I mean, he was just tough, boy, just preach, you know, just go after it. And uh, that's, that's what I grew up with, so I, that's familiar to me. Some people, it just wigs them out, but, that, man, I'm, I'm used to it. Well, I'm sitting here beside him, and the, the, the preacher's fixing to preach, and, uh, and uh, we're, in, we're in the camp meeting, and I'm sitting beside Brother Rufus, and I'm, I'm probably, I don't know, 10, 11, 12 years old, and I, I'm, I got my head bowed, and I'm hearing Brother Rufus praying, because the preacher, he, he's read his text, and he's fixing to preach. Well, he's praying that God will touch his earth. Well, Brother Rufus goes preaching or praying for the preacher fixing to preach. Have I lost anybody? I'm sitting beside Preacher Rufus. Preacher Rufus is praying for the preacher who's fixing to preach to us. And this is what, this is his prayer. God is my witness. This is his prayer. Oh, God. Well, I'm listening now. I'm in tune. He said, oh, God. Bless the man of God as he brings the word. Make it easy on him and hard on us. Are y'all with me? How many, how many, we need more of that kind of praying in today's society. Now today, oh God, make it hard on the preacher and easy on us. Amen. That's what we need. Come on, say amen, Steve. You know I'm telling the truth. Sometimes we need rebuking. Sometimes God has to show up and say, get your act together. If anybody should have believed, it should have been y'all. And he upbraided them. Sometimes God has to rebuke the stubborn. Your hard heart. Your hard heart. But then thirdly, quickly, he shows up again. And the Bible says, eight days later. Now there's something significant about this. Because the first time he appeared to the disciples, somebody wasn't with them. Right? Who was it? Thomas. Now watch how this is worded. But, but before we do that, I need to tell you a little bit about Thomas. Because sometimes people get the wrong impression of this disciple. Because throughout the years, he's always been called what? Doubting Thomas. Now, how many of y'all have read where I have read so far that they, all them disciples didn't believe? And one of them may have. And he may have just said it because he was writing the gospel at the time. John was writing the part. He said, oh, I believe. Anyway, I'm just going. But didn't they all doubt? Didn't they all? Weren't they all stubborn? Wasn't they all hard-hearted? So why does he take all the blame? You see, I, I think he gets a bum rap. Wasn't it Thomas? Wasn't it Thomas that early on in the book of John, when, when, when Jesus gets word about Lazarus, that Lazarus is sick and, and that he's died and he's going to go back and raise him again, and they already knew he had been having death threats and they were going to kill Jesus, remember? And, 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 and Jesus had already had to get out of town because they were trying, trying to kill him and plan on killing him. They all knew that. And you know what Thomas said? You know what Thomas said? Well, let's go back and be with him. Let's just go die with him. 
How many of y'all have ever met somebody that everything was negative? Somebody got an elbow. I heard it. I'm not sure who it was, but I heard it. <laughs> I mean, the glass is always half empty. If they won the lottery, they're mad because they got to pay taxes. Right? Just negative. Their personality was such a way that they see the dim part of everything. This was Thomas. I guess we're going to go back. Let's just go die with him. Now, he's courageous. He's willing to give his life. He wants to be where Jesus is. And if it, 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 it takes him losing his own life, I want to be where Jesus is. So he has courage and he has love for Christ and he has commitment. But boy, he sees it in a negative light. What about when, how about John 14? How about John 14? That's one of the most encouraging verses in all the Bible. I love John 14. John 14, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Isn't that encouraging? I mean, in the Father's house, there's mansions. I got one. There's a place for me. Hot dog. This is Thomas. This is Thomas right after Jesus says that. Well, where are you going, man? We don't know where to go. How are we going to get to where you are? He just, he just hears about mansions. And all he's worried about is figuring out where that is. He's not rejoicing. He's not excited. Are y'all starting to see this? I mean, he's just, he's just negative, man. Me and him couldn't hang. And so now, I wonder why he, I wonder why he wasn't with him the first time. This part I can relate to. They were all really upset. Their dreams have been dashed. Their plans have been shattered. The one who they had thought was going to be the one, their Messiah, it's all over. How, how many of y'all know some people handle stuff differently? You, you, see, a, you see a funeral... Some people, they'll be just a group at, at a house and they want to be around a bunch of people for support. And, but then there's certain people, I don't want to be around nobody. I, I just, I would rather be by myself. I don't want to be around people talking. I don't want to be around. I would just rather be by my, that's Thomas. Thomas wasn't missing the Sunday night service. It wasn't a service. Thomas was just a type of person. I just realized I'd be by myself. But regardless of the fact, he wasn't there when Jesus showed up. So this group of disciples, they see Jesus and now they're jacked, man. And they're excited. And, and they find Thomas. And they say, Thomas, we saw him, man. It was real. 
Mary was right, them women folk was right, that, that couple on the road to Emmaus, they was right. He's alive, man. I got to see it for myself. Until I stick my finger in the print of that nail, until I can ram my hand in the side, I got to know. I got to know for myself. Can you see this now? He just, he just needed to know. He needed some help. Then the Bible says, <laughs> verse 26, after eight days, again, his disciples were within and was what? Hold that thought. Stay right there. He appears to the disciples on Sunday. First day of the week. Resurrection Sunday, right? But somebody wasn't with them. Somewhere between those eight days, they told Thomas. And there's a great possibility that they kept meeting every evening in that upper room. But every evening they met, somebody wasn't with them. Who? But on the eighth day, somebody just happened to be with them. His name was? Now watch. What's the next word? After eight days, again his disciples were with them, and Thomas just happened to be with them. What's that next word? Then came Y'all not getting it yet, but you're, you will in a minute. Hey, Thomas. Here you go, buddy. Here you go. Hey, Thomas. Stick your hand right here, pal. Come on. Here it is. Too many people look at this like, here you go, Thomas. See? Ha, 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 ha. He didn't come for them other disciples. The only reason he showed up that night is because there was one of his disciples that was in great need of some assurance. And when Thomas showed up, then came. What did he give Thomas? Exactly. What Thomas was needing. In the three appearances of Jesus recorded in John 20, he appeared to Mary to bring comfort to the broken. He appeared to the disciples to bring rebuke to the stubborn. But then he appeared to Thomas to bring assurance to the struggling. <laughs> oh, Lord, we're out of time. <clears throat> How many of y'all know sooner or later in life you're going to be one in three? 
You know what's so encouraging about this? Our resurrected Lord is exactly what we need. <laughs> you know what comes to mind? <clears throat> we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. He knows how we feel. And he knows what we need. And all God's people see it. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this study. Thank you for this word.